Hello, welcome to the second part of this Devil's Detail podcast week. I'm Rob Parkson, and we're here talking all things Sulphur Red Devils. Before we get back to Paul and Taz, I spoke to Paul Rowley ahead of Salford's uh, trip to Warrington on Sunday, and this is what I had to say. <laughs> Coach's corner. All right, Paul, it's Rob. Hi, Rob. You okay? Just going to start with, with a fun one. Early in the season, like, uh, at the victory against Leeds, you, you said you wanted to sit down, have a cup of tea, and reflect on, on a good win. After 13 tries and a record point win on Sunday, how many cup of teas did it take you to uh, calm down? I, mean, I can tell you, and on my heart, I honestly went home, had a brew, a biscuit, watched Love Island, living the dream. <laughs> I, was, I was an happy man. You're all nodding, but you all watch it. Don't lie, Jackson is a superstar. <laughs> what What was the the mood like in the changing room? And have you seen a sort of a spring in the fire steps uh, uh, this week? Yeah, um, honestly, it's, it is the same every week. That and, and win or lose, because if you lose a game, then you want your players to come in. You, you, can, you, you can't dwell on it. You've got to learn from things, but you can't dwell. And, and in the same respect, you, you can't sit there loving yourself all week when you've had a good result as well or good performance, more importantly. So um, it moves on quick, this sport. And, you know, we, we all know that. We've been around long enough. So, um, you know, we, we enjoyed it. It was great. Uh, and the mood was good, obviously. Uh, but we've got a good bunch. It's a very, very small bunch, getting smaller by the by the week. But um, I guess in one sense, that's our strength, and uh, and we're, you know our, the culture of the club is really good, and 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 that is our strength. Yeah, you were really ruthless against Wakefield. Obviously, capitalised on any mistakes and or errors made by them with, with a try. That must give you confidence going into the business end of the season. Yeah, um, we. We, we, we obviously run some good shapes. We do it well. Um, and our spine, uh, fullback and, and, and two pivots are, are extremely good. I thought it was Andy Akers' best attacking performance of the year. I thought he looked the most complete player in attack that he's been all year. Um, very patient and, you know, his tempo were good and, and all the intricacies that a good nine should have. So, uh, and again, the stats are backing up what our spine are doing. Uh, you know, the Sneedy and Brody, the line engagements in the top five. Yeah, I think I think Kez is, um, Ryan is in the top five for um, assists in, in, in tries as well. So they're amazing stats, absolutely amazing stats and something that we're, we're really proud of. And, and, and that is all testament to the hard work, the preparation um, of, of, of the lads, really. They, they you know, they're, they're so... They're so enthusiastic about how they go about the work and so, you know, um, keen on doing well and, and being better and improving week, week on week. Uh, they, they, they don't accept mediocrity. We don't accept it as a staff and, and the players don't accept it and, and it genuinely is a, a real collective team effort. So really, really proud of the lads for the performance last week and really keen for them to do themselves justice again this week. Yeah, you think it was a perfect advertisement for, for the people outside the, the Salford bubble and also playing the Paul, the Paul Rowley way. Uh, yeah, I like I like uh, you know I don't mind that I don't I don't mind people realizing that my teams play good football, uh, but effective football as well. It, uh, we hate being labelled off the cuff. It's 
because we're tireless on on everybody knowing the role and having clarity within the group. We've spoke a lot about clarity this year. Um, you know, they've they've not had that uh, for a while at this club, but but there's there's clarity. Everyone knows the role. It's tough. It's difficult. Uh, it takes a pre-season and, and a lot of hard work to to get on board. Um, but 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 they do it and they're willing and they enjoy it as well and and it's very rewarding when you 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 play a particular way and you know the manner of the tries to look back on it's it's enjoy it's enjoyable and rewarding for everyone concerned um, you know and in particular the supporters um, I've had a couple say to me it got a bit boring actually towards the end so uh, I kind of knew what they meant but um, you know long may that continue. Yeah, a lot of players say they don't want to be sort of labelled as, as playing off the cuff. So mm. what, what is it? Is it just more of a sort of a numbers game, finding out sort of where the gaps are? Uh, yeah, well, you mean, you know, <laughs> rugby league is a numbers game, isn't it? And you often hear it referred to a game of chess, but uh, I think we're, you've got to be brave. You've got to be in the position to start. So you've got to be fit. Uh, and that's where we turn the screw and practice hard in that respect. And we build all our training around that, you know, preparing us for them situations and then we manipulate situations to you know to to get the numbers and put our numbers in a mismatch and then quite simply it's us backing our athletes one-on-one to, to beat beat their opposite number because ultimately as everyone says it's a simple game uh, and you need to tackle hard and run hard and and so you know if you, if you do that then you give yourself a good chance but um whilst it is a simple game fundamentally um, yeah, it's, there's a bit of a hidden language uh, in, in there as well. So we, we work hard. Yeah, obviously Elijah Taylor's suspended. Uh, squad shrinks that little bit more. You've had a, obviously a few moments throughout the season where you've had injuries and suspensions and, and come up with some really sort of gritty performances. Are you hoping for another one on, on Sunday against Warrington? Uh, yeah, well, we'll need one, won't we? So mm. it's, it's, a, it's a big game. Um for a team with our resource to be above a team with Warrington's resources is ridiculous. We are two points away from top six. That is also ridiculous. Uh, but within our group, we we expect it. We I said from day one, what what, what do you expect and or what what's your prediction? And 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 I just I never bit. I, my, my my answer was always under promise over deliver, and that's that remains the same thing. So. Uh, we just want to be better every week and do ourselves justice, and and that'll maintain from now to the end of the year. And it won't always uh, roll our way. We understand that, but as long as we improve and 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 give hundred percent every week, uh, I'm often told that's enough. Um, but you know, I, I want to win every week. Me, that's 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 my uh, intention. As a coach, is it the biggest challenge getting the same performance again? Out of out of your players after such good performance on Sunday, backing it up to reach that same level again. Well, obviously, there's a lot of contributing factors. It depends what 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 our opposition are going to toss up in terms of their level of performance as well. Uh, how soon that the, the opposition will break, and and obviously our pass is sticking. The odd call from the referee, so he's also helpful. And and I think uh, it's probably no coincidence in England that. Uh, majority of teams away records are pretty poor uh, because I think in England more so than in NRL and stuff that um, the, the crowd noise influence the 50-50s so I think I think that does influence uh, you know calls and, and and the flow of a game as well so um, yeah it's uh, been a chat about stats today but uh, they, they do paint a picture don't they so 
uh, we just want to keep getting better. Yeah, final one from me. Warrington Sunday, uh, win that one. Uh, do, do we start believing that you know the top six uh, spot is on? Uh, well, we'll we'll never stop believing that until it's you know mathematically impossible, no matter who we're playing. Uh, and and so we won't be going into Warrington, uh, you know, writing top six on the board and, and focusing on that. Um, um, I'm all about intrinsic motivation. It comes from within. We don't worry about the prize. Uh, because the way we play, you know, it, it brings nervousness and anxiety to the group, and, and the way we play, we don't we don't want that. We want to be free to express ourselves and uh, put our best foot forward. Brilliant. Cheers, Paul. Good luck. Thanks. So that was Paul Rowley talking to myself before the big game against Warrington. So there's two charitable events happening at the moment. James Hoskinson is travelling Sunday from the AJ Bell to the. Halliwell Jones Stadium on foot in memory of Phil Byrne uh, for the Walk of Hope free for MND. So if you wish to sponsor him, uh, you can contact him on Twitter at Hoskinson underscore James or you can email him at HoskinsonJames at yahoo.co.uk. Also, Olivia Meyer, who is one of our Salford Devils ladies uh, players, she's raising money for a family and the people in her dad's village in Bangladesh. The village has been damaged uh, with the floods that are going on over there and uh, she's uh, decided to raise funds by raffling off a signed shirt by the men and the women. So, collector's item, they're up for grabs. So, find her on Twitter at Olivia underscore Meyer. Place your, uh, your £5 ticket in the raffle, your ticket in the raffle, and uh, hopefully come away with a uh, collector's item. So, on with the show. And we'll go back now to Taz and Paul talking all things Salford Red Devils. So let's talk about the ladies now. Uh, Taz, uh, exciting away win for yourself. You beat Widnes 22 points to four. Talk us through it. Yeah, so it started off, I think they started with a lot of forwards. We knew straight away that it wasn't going to be easy for us, especially with still having people who's learning rugby league, who's come from union. And so to actually go out against a team who's got a lot of forwards who realistically a forwards job's catch a ball and run mm. tackle anyone running at you so a lot of forwards find it easier but our forwards aren't just given that role we get told to play what we see use your tip-ons like anything that you see we don't get punished for or anything they'll say keep your eyes up see it do it so i think our forwards need had an outstanding game like every forward, even our back working as forwards. Who stood out for you as, as the main goal forward forward? Yaz was a big one. Yaz was mentioned quite a lot, like in the change rooms as well. She was just outstanding. She didn't stop. Yeah, we've seen obviously a bit of footage and we've seen she, she is a big forward and she does take some stopping if she gets going. Yeah, definitely, because she's tall as well. Mm. So when she's running, one of her steps are like four of mine. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to stop her. And because she's tall as well, she can easily offload. So if you push with her, there's always that chance. Mm. Well, obviously, you've got some other forwards there. Megan Condoliffe, 
Hannah Wicks. You've got forwards who, who are just willing to, to grind. Obviously, you said that there's a few sort of like ladies who came from Witness and, and it was a bit of a grudge match. So, you know, it was a, it was got a bit tasty in that, in that middle section. Yeah, it definitely did. I think there's about seven or eight of us that's come from Witness. I still speak to half the Witness lot to this day. Right. So playing against mates, it's, it is weird. And then some of them have different relationships with one another and some just want to try and get in your head so then they win. And we weren't letting none of it happen. We weren't letting it not <laughs> What's the banter been like since? Have you, have you let them know? <laughs> yeah, so some of them have been... Witness posted a video of the halfback tackling her Ness, but they cropped it out when Ness offloaded and I got the ball and ran through him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's been quite a few. Like, even though I've like, appreciated them for how they played, some of them on that team, they've been growing as well. Mm. But I've definitely improved from Witness. Yeah. Like, I've been playing how I was if I was still there today. Yeah. Two tries from Steph Gray, one from Serena T- Tamau, one from yourself. It'll talk talk us through your, your effort. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> oh, go on. Uh, my first one. Well, you, you, you can, we can talk about the disallowed one if you want. Uh, <laughs> no, you weren't very happy about it. <laughs> no, I wasn't because it should not have been disallowed. Mm. Uh, oh, my actual try... Um, the centre was getting quite worked up with Lobby, so I knew either she was shooting down on me to stop Lobby from scoring, or she was just aiming at Lobby all day. So I just picked it up, ran, and when I went to throw it, her hips turned, so I knew straight away I had her. Like, no matter what was going on, she, mm. she didn't turn around quick enough to stop. And you just what sailed through the gap and scored. Yeah, I bounced off the floor with how hard it was. But yeah, and that obviously a crucial score in, in the game as well. And obviously Demi Jones, who kicked three from four as well. Uh, you know, prolific with a boot again. Yeah, she always is. And on Sunday it was hard with the wind, but she knew straight away if we got a penalty, she'd stop us and be like, "The wind's going this way, I'll kick it." So we got more yards. Hmm. So. It, Good having people like that because if that was me, I'd be like, it's windy now. Yeah. I don't have a clue how to kick. So yeah. it's a good job we've got people who do and who will actually speak up and say, I can make it. Mm. He's like, probably going up to you say, I can kick this from me. And you're like, no, we've, we've got momentum. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with forwards and how witnesses forwards were working, we needed the extra yards because mm. we needed just a couple down the line to get us into good ball so then we could play anything that we've seen yeah obviously top of the table uh, in the semi-final in, in two weeks uh, you know how, how far can this team go I think a lot further mm. because we've still got people growing so when you see us at our full spur we're doing something else mm. and especially if we keep with one another and we work on each other and help each other We'll bond as a team more than we are now. So then anything we do, we know the in and out of. And I think that's what you need in a team as well. Yeah. Fantastic result for the, for the ladies. Parky, obviously, continuing that winning form. Confidence is growing ahead of that big uh, semi-final in two weeks. 
Yeah, it's, it's funny. I think we talked to Matty last week, wasn't we, uh, about about this game, really. You know, I asked him about Widness. What do we know? And obviously, it's been a mass exodus of players because they've all come to us. How much about this? It seemed like an unknown quantity. And then, obviously, turn up and he said he had some like eight forwards on the at one point. And when you don't know your opposition, it's, it's very dangerous. And I know they had a great start to the season, had they? So uh, it was obviously a tough place to go. It usually is. It's just... Just phenomenal, isn't it? The, the way it's going, the, the one glitch so far, which hopefully we can avenge when we have to. Just, just listening to Matty last week and everything he said about the, the way the girls are and the way they they see their future and the fact that it seems that you're wanting more. You want, you know, you're not settled with we, we're doing well, we're enjoying this, it's good. It's these plans. It's what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do this week. But focusing on the future and on how far we can go, and obviously the cup semi-final is going to be massive. But not getting carried away with the fact that you've got a semi-final because you had a league game to win before it to keep that momentum going. It just everything just seems really professional about it, and uh, all the extra work that's being put in is 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 obviously coming through. The only the only shame we've had, Rob, is that we haven't got to see enough of them. Oh, because again this week you played away on that Sunday when the first team are playing at, at home and. Hopefully, I think we've got a double header coming up, haven't we? Is it the Catalan game? So that'll, that'll be good to see. Hopefully, we get a good turnout because, again, on Sunday, you'll have heard it, Rob. And when the score came through, both at half time and at full time, the big cheer in the ground, everyone's everyone's behind it. And uh, sort of have just sent me a message about Warrington away, oddly enough. That was a bit odd. Hathering me all the time. <laughs> going, I'm going. Uh, so I th- the fans are invested now, aren't we? And, I'm going to say it again, I say it every week, it's been the real success and the real sort of good news story for our club this year is the ladies team, how, how good it's been and, you know, from, from that first game, how it's grown and like I say, the, the actual professionalism of what's going on and how serious it is, who knows, very soon we'll be, we'll be a Super League team and mixing it with the big girls, if you like. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Saz, obviously, Parky talks about the, the fans that are all behind you. There's a, a positive vibe about the, the ladies' side on social media and in real life. Uh, do you get to feel that in the bubble? Yeah, definitely. Coming from Witness, that has a stadium and everything, they don't support you. With Salford, like, we're the same level, obviously, Witness and Salford aren't. But the fans, like, the messages that you receive are fans, the supporters down and watching away games like everything like that and when we won a game and Salford were playing and we got told by Marcel I think it was that they played it like they told the fans that we won mm. at half time because they played a little later and everyone was cheering it's, it's incredible you wouldn't expect it especially because we aren't a Super League team so you wouldn't expect like Salford to be so involved, you're not. You are a Super League team, but not in the Super League yet. <laughs> that's, that's the way we're going to look at it. <laughs> yeah, I think we've sat down as a team, all the girls, without the coaches, and we've put our own aims, like short term, mid term, long term goals, and we all are thriving for more because we don't want to stop. We know we can push ourselves and we can go further. And if we keep on doing it, we are. 
and achieve everything that we want to achieve. What's Chris Bates like as a coach? He's amazing, honestly. With Chris, he's funny but serious. Like You can have a laugh with him, but he is a coach that you need. He's there if you need him. He'll happily have a joke if you're feeling down to get you in, like back in the mindset. And all three of them together, they all bring everything that you need. Because you've got Dawn there if you need any support, like with Dawn. And then Matt knows every little detail about rugby. It's unbelievable. And Bates more pushes us. He'll know what he wants to do with us. But he'll want us to do it, not him. Mm. So he'll expect us to find our feet with it and not just throw us in the deep end. And that's what you need. He doesn't pressurise us whatsoever. He's always said, and I think he always will do throughout this season, just play what you see. There is no punishment for anything that we do because we know if it doesn't play off, we don't need to try it again. Or if one thing went slightly wrong, do it again and make it correct this time. It's a fantastic thing, Parky. Obviously, full of praise for, for Chris Bates and, and, and his coaching staff there. And it's, it's a fantastic team. It's great players, great coach, great team. Yeah, everybody's got their own special little thing, haven't they? Not all sort of towing one line. It's, everybody's got something different to offer. And, and I suppose the other thing is, within the girls themselves as well, you know, you'll have different levels of experience. Some girls who've played for a long time or come from even other sports or whatever, even other professions, to offer something to, to the group. Because obviously these days, I suppose, when you look at a, a, your average Super League team on the men's side, none of them have ever had a job. Hmm. None of the players have ever had a job, really. Have they? Most of them have come through an academy and then onwards and onwards. And they've never, a lot of them have never worked, never bring something from the outside in which is different with the, with the ladies. And obviously, with the coaching staff being the way they are, I mean, I love the, the, the idea of just play what you see. You know, because you need a structure. Of course, you need structure. Certainly, defensively, you're gonna, you need it. But but there are times where you watch rugby team and you think, why are you doing that? You, you can see that the space is on the other side or you've got an overlap the opposite way. Don't just follow that pattern of play through. If you see it, go for it. And that's what, I mean, I, I must admit, I think the first team did it on... On Sunday, I think that's where we played and why we were so clinical. And the ladies have got that. And top of the league, and that, it obviously works. You do need a little bit of structure, but you need the freedom to express yourself and go and play the game and find out what you're good at. Because these girls, let's not forget, they've come together this year. Hmm. Nothing before it. We've not spread these girls through together. They're all new together, or most of them. And you've got to learn how you play and how everybody else plays. They're all bringing their own little thing to it. And it's, uh, yeah, it's certainly working. Yeah. Talk us through your rugby league journey, Taz. Where did it all begin? Uh, I started when I was 16. I played for Oral St. James's for winter. And then I I did a bit of ligament damage in my knee. Oh. So I started like half the season just so it recovered. And when I moved to Widnes, did the first half year there. And then I've only played one full season, like one and a half full seasons at Witness. And then this is my second full season playing rugby. Wow. So, and you've been getting rave reviews, let's, let's be honest. And it, it kind of it shocks me that Parker that you've played, what, two and a half seasons? 
yeah, it's not much, is it? Really, considering you know, because obviously the other thing is with a ladies' game, it's not you know, it's not a fourteen-team league or something crazy like that. You know, you're only going to get to play so many games. Uh, so again, still learning, still developing, and that's the thing. You need to find out what you're good at, and you say you played at various positions, uh, mainly because you, you've had to to cover for people. But I mean, the hooking role itself is—I uh, mean, it's it's easily the best role on the pitch. Without a doubt, you're involved in everything all the time. You don't get time to to sit back and relax, do you? So for you and your development—that I mean, it's not a lot of time playing the game. So again, you're learning on the job so to speak, uh, and, and most of the girls are. So, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's just it's strange, isn't it? Because you just think people have always, well, have always played it. Hmm. You watch the, the men's team, you think, well, that's all they've ever done. Some of probably played from under 10s, under 11s, right the way through. Some, some people have only played one season, half a season, hmm. brand new to the game. And like we've already said, they're still learning the rules, never mind what position everybody plays or, you know, what the opposition are like. So, it's yeah, it's brilliant to see the, the building blocks and the fact that we started from from nothing, you know, and a lot of the girls are doing the same, but we're, we're learning together and we're going forward together. Yeah. You and is it Brogan Evans, both sort of hookers, sort of interchanging, causing all kinds of chaos. It's, it's good to see. Yeah, I think it was the whole FC game where we worked the best. Because with Fulton, Brogan was at fullback and then she went to nine, but that was her first ever game with us. So she didn't really know how we played or anything like that. And Brogan's still new to the game. Hmm. But with Hull FC, I got Roten to centre and she went nine. So anytime she scooted and go, when I was there at nine. So then Every time we always had a quick play of the ball, we was always like doing everything that we used to. No stopping dead and oh, there's no nine. Mm. But we worked well that game, like really well together. Yeah, obviously exciting times. How did how did you you Salford uh, sort of how did Salford come in for you? What was that? What was that like? Um, well, Salford started with Mark, didn't they? Like Mark Simon was my mm. coach, and Mark was my coach. Ah. So I knew him that way, so he asked me to come down to trial. So I came down to trial, but I had other teams in my mind. I just knew I was wanting to leave Woodness that year. Mm. So I didn't know what to do, and then I didn't know if to go to Salford, go to other teams. My head was messed with it, to be honest. <laughs> and then it was actually Chris English and Dawn that I seen and was like, yeah, just come down and see how you like it. So I was like, right, okay, I will do. And then ever since then, I've stuck there. <laughs> best since you've ever made, Parker. Well, I certainly hope, I hope you feel like that. I hope you, yeah, it's just, it is strange, isn't it, where everybody comes from? Because I, I, at the start of it, when it, when the, the whole thing was rumoured that we were getting a team together, I just presumed it all just be local girls, you know. But it doesn't work like that, does it? You know, coming from all over the northwest, just like just like the first team would, um, and all you know, all representing one you know one team. Now, the other thing that you, that you girls are doing now is you're setting a pathway for for the future for all the you know for the the girls that are on the terraces now watching as the young girls who who are coming along, who now will will see you see your success, see what you're doing. Uh, 
I want to take up the game and hopefully, you know, go on and, and represent Salford. That's a massive thing. And it, I, I suppose, a, in many ways, a little bit of a, a pressure as well. But, um, you know, these, these girls are going to look up to you guys and think, I want to do that now. Because uh, it, it's never been there before. It's another one of those things that we've just never had. Uh, and not, you know, that's when the girls have had a chance to do. Uh, and there are, you know, there are a lot of young young girls watching watching Salford who now will probably see it and think, this is my chance. And hopefully go off to the local amateur club and join a team and then work towards, you know, to, to being where you're at. Yeah. Well, as I always say, Parky, pressure is a privilege. That's what that's what it's all about. Obviously, you know, doing fantastic. The, the ladies on the run they're on, and everyone's behind them, and it's 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 good. It's good pressure, and that and that's 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 all that matters. Aims Taz for this season and beyond. Sort of looking, hopefully, we Salford into Super League international recognition, maybe. Um. So we've set the, for our short teams. We wanted to win four games to get us back on the roll after the Alton loss. And then, obviously, we've got Dewsbury next that's going to be a big win if we do to get into the final. Uh, with internationally, um, I think the only thing I'll be eligible for now is England students. Right. But I have played for England Touch before. Oh. So that's what I used to do before I started Rugby League. Right. <laughs> how, long, how long ago was that? I think I started. I think I went when I was fourteen or fifteen. Okay. So what was that about six years ago? Yeah, years ago. Six five years ago. Yeah, so she was. He couldn't have been on our list in, uh, last last week, Parky. Unfortunately. Oh, no. <laughs> I wonder where you were going with that. Then you got to be very careful when you. <laughs> I was just about to add it to the list. That's fine. For you. I don't want to... <laughs> I wonder, yeah, I wonder where you're going there. Yeah, it's a shame that yeah, would have been added to the list. <laughs> Obviously, you know, exciting times, Taz, and you know, looking forward, you know, you're, you're part of this this team that are going places, and you know, hopefully, you know, finals on the way, and, and then push for the for a Super League spot. The you know the uh, the the promised land of Super League. Yes, yeah, so if we get into the final for the cup, I think that will help us, like boost our confidence and start growing more team. I think we'll have the final for the actual league, but mm. hoping to get into that as well. Mm. But that will be a like a tough one for us because everyone at that stage will just be going after the same thing. But if we can go through that then I don't know what will stop us. We don't know what's going to stop you. I don't think anything's going to stop you. That's that's the thing. You've got confidence. You've got skill. You've got determination, Parker. You know, it, it's a perfect recipe, this. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a couple of finals this year, wouldn't it? Mm. And to, to go and attend wherever and whenever. I'm sure we'd, uh, we'd take some decent support with us. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it'd be brilliant. And in, in the first year, uh, that it's what dreams are made of, isn't it? I come from nowhere to... Hopefully, mate, two finals. Don't get ahead of yourself, obviously. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, next week is, is, is the next, you know, it's the next game, but it's the next big challenge, isn't it? Yeah. That That's the one that you can get over and then you can kind of relax on that in terms of that's out of the way. And then just carry on with the league, just keep thinking about the league and getting into that final. 
and, and hopefully, well, who knows? You know, like like Rob's just said, I don't think there's much stopping this team. I really don't. Not, I mean, even just watching highlights and watching games, the skill level of uh, of you guys, and you seem to be, I don't, so far ahead of the opposition. I don't know, you know, I don't know what what it is or why, whether it's coaching or or whatever, but. Uh, yeah, the possibilities now are, are endless, I think. Matt, a wheel, Matt, drink water in now to, to give us a, a calming down chat about taking out every game as it comes, Parker. We're going like level 10 now of, uh, of excitement. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have a cold shower, I think, mate. <laughs> Just getting a bit... Yeah. Yeah. So that's all the, all the chat with the matches. And now we'll look at all the big news coming out of the club this week. So we'll start with ladies' news. The ladies' nine, which is being held at the AJ Bell Stadium, there was a wild card selection, and uh, Salford were in the running. And considering it was at the AJ Bell Parker, I personally thought we must have been a shoe in for this. Unfortunately, Warrington have took the wild card. Thoughts and feelings about that? Because I don't think we can ask Taz because she might get in trouble. <laughs> well, have you ever expressed my feelings towards the RFL? <laughs> Let me get Once again, this sport seems to shoot itself in the foot. Mm. Why on earth would the host of the, the, the tournament not be selected for it? Mm. It makes no sense at all. If you want people to turn up to watch these events, the, the one thing you would have thought was, we've got to put Salford in. You know, we, they, they've got to be in there. Because uh, fans will come to their stadium to watch it. Instead, they decide on one of our biggest rivals to take our spot. I, I don't, I can't get my head around what the thinking is. If it was at Warrington, yeah, fine, absolutely, put them in there. But it's at Salford, and the one team you you leave out is Salford. I, I just don't. The people who make these decisions seriously, seriously need looking at, because it's just another one of those. Head scratching moments. You know, I, I, I can't. I, I remember us talking about this weeks and weeks ago, and it just felt like we were nailed on. We were mm. definitely going to be the team that they were going to select. It wouldn't have made any sense to put anybody else in. And then what happens? They put somebody else in. I, I, I honestly, I beg his belief sometimes. Yeah. In the RFL's defense, Warrington only missed out on points difference for a sort of an automatic place. But we are the home team and the ladies top of the table in the semi-final of the cup. It's not like they're making up numbers. You know what I mean? They, they went to the, the nines competition. Get, if, tell me if I'm wrong, uh, Taz, but I think you beat Huddersfield. I think you beat Warrington Lunas. I think you got turned over the last game. Uh, I can't remember who that was against. So they're competing. They're competing at the, 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 at the top level. And, and for them not to get a spot in this... Obviously, it's going to be a great occasion. Obviously, the best of the best in the in the women's game playing nines, and you know we're going to urge people to to get down and, and support the women's game because it's important that you know, that the game grows and, and our club grows as well with it. But yeah, it was it was a disappointment, but we've got to swallow it and we've got to move on, Taz. Yeah, we beat Alton Cass, and then Alton. That was it. That was it. But. We still beat a Super League team in that. Nines was a good experience because I think it showed our forwards and our backs like there is space. You just have to 
take the defence with you mm. to allow more space for others. Find the space, find the tries, Packy. Yeah, yeah, very much. I mean, I'm just thinking about this. He's, he's winding me up now. He shouldn't have mentioned it. I, it's, it's. A, I know you're saying about Warrington just missing out. They missed out. We missed out. Other teams missed out. You missed out. You, you know, was it it's seconds nowhere? They usually say, don't they? That's <laughs> yeah. But what a what a chance they had to expand the game. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? I, I, to encourage us, to encourage this new team. This, I just don't. I'm, I'm, I'm angry now. Should I said it? Um, it makes absolutely no sense. And like you say, how, how are these teams? How are we ever going to know how good we are if we can't compete with teams? If we're not allowed to compete with teams? If you're left out of tournaments? When we played that nines to, to qualify for this, which we obviously we didn't, but we were even newer team. We didn't. It, it, it was raw. Give us a chance. Now we're halfway through a season. We're doing well. What? This was this wasn't a decision made three months ago. This is made in the last week. They could have easily slotted us in there and uh, and and obviously boosted the crowd, put more bums on seats to start with, but given our girls a chance to say for the actual strides you've already made, here's a little thank you or a little bit more encouragement. You you're in with this lot. I don't know. I I don't know. That's why I'm blocked on Twitter from the RFL. <laughs> Positives though from the from the women's game. The club announced this week that the ladies' pathway um is 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 happening. I spoke to Craig Fisher about it, uh, and this is what I have to say. Hi Craig, welcome to the show. Uh, the club have announced the launch of the Girls and Ladies Pathway. Can you tell us all about that? Yeah, so the uh, success of the women's teams kind of brought this on a little bit quicker than what we actually thought. The Girls Pathway is essentially a pathway to get into the uh, women's team in future years. Sam. So basically what we've done is we've um, set up a partnership with uh, Trafford Metrovic's uh, rugby union team. And from that... Um, we're going to set up the first ever girls' pathway for girls playing rugby league at ages under 12s, under 14s and under 16s. After they finish their under 16s, then we're, um, we're going to keep an eye on things with the players and obviously um, try and bring them through to some sort of like a, a development academy uh, through Eccles College and then on to our women's uh, team thereafter. Is there other clubs with uh, this model? For their ladies team, uh, there are other clubs that do uh, follow the similar similar sort of pathways. I mean, um, the Warrington Wolves have got something extremely similar to it, but I don't think they tie it in with the college, which we are planning to do. So once the girls um, go through the 16s pathway and finish that, they then go on to further education. We would try and signpost those girls to Eccles College, and then um, they be, then become part of our um, girls Development Academy Essentially the same as what the boys have At Eccles College You said you've got a link up with Trafford Metrovics What's their ladies and girls section like? Are the girls potentially ready to take that step Into our sort of first team In the next sort of three to five years Let's say uh, Yeah so we have uh, Like I say we have teamed up with the, the Metrovics um, The girls section is quite strong um, They've got healthy numbers It's just kind of being able to coax the, These girls into playing league during the summer and, you know, it's still encouraging them to play uh, Union in the winter. Um, I, you know, 
in terms of long-term aims with this program it's it's you're looking at three to five years before i think the women's team kind of bear fruit with it um but i think it's something that if we can stick by it and we can really run with it and make it a massive success then um i think it'll be a very rewarding and fruitful relationship that we'll have yeah consistency is key and the link up with the echoes college gives the ladies the education off the field as well as obviously top class coaching on the field it gives them a perfect start to the adult line life in the community doesn't it that's it exactly right i mean um the college academy uh, the development academy itself has been a, an absolute success story for the Salford Red Devils Foundation and also the Salford Red Devils Club. Uh, I think the work that Neil Blackburn, Danny Barton, Kev Rayner um, and the rest of the foundation staff that have done to make the Development Academy the success that it is, is a real testament to them. Um, I think if we can steer it in the right direction with the right coaches for the girls' pathway, I think it'll be equally as successful. Like you say, we're not trying to just um, create great rugby league players. We're trying to create decent human beings and, and better people. And, you know, Danny, Neil, Kev, they, they do that quite successfully with the boys at the at the college. So um, that's the, the aim and the, the dream, really, for the, for the girls' pathway. You and your team have had a wonderful 12 months with the launch of the ladies' team, the PDRL team, the LDRL team, and now the ladies' pathway, which will provide links to the community to play rugby league. Do you ever sort of sit back and, and just take it all in for a moment and, and see, you know, think about what you've achieved? Uh, most too busy. <laughs> um, I do sit back and have a brew now and again, especially after Sunday with the LDSL played at the AJ Bell for the first time. It was great. Uh, I actually managed to just sit back and have a think about what we've done, the foundation, myself, and um, obviously the volunteers as well, Lee, Heather. Um, it's never been a box ticking exercise, and I think that's something that when I when I came here from Wakefield Trinity it was something that I never wanted. Um, what I was planning on doing with Salford to be, I wanted it to be. Um, a strand of rugby league for absolutely everyone, something that the community could embrace, something that the fans could rally behind and um, just something that gives something to the club that they never had but needed and deserved. And, you know, I, I said it from day one. I remember saying it to Neil Blackburn when I um, sat down with him when I was talk when we were talking about me coming over from Wakefield. I said, everyone else has got it. Why shouldn't we? And I think that's what kind of sold it, really. So, um, yeah, um, there's still work to do. I think we still need to polish a few things up and make things a little bit better. Um, but the last 12 months, for me, yeah, it's been tough. Yeah, it's been hard work. Yeah, there's been sleepless nights and there's been times where I've spent more time, you know, in, in Salford than I have in, at home. And... Um, you know, it's just uh, it's it's all it's all become worth it uh, just to see, you know, the women's team doing what they're doing and doing it so well. Um, the LDSL team just absolutely loving the rugby league and the PDRL team. You know, got the first win against Wigan. I know I'm a Wigan boy, but that's um, that was a that was a massive plus. And um, yeah, there's still work to do. Um, there's 
the girls' pathway. Obviously, that's uh, hopefully going to be a massive success. And then, who knows? Wheelchair Rugby League might be the next one. So, um, yeah, long may it continue. And uh, like I said, it was something that was uh, it was never a box ticking exercise. It's something that the club needed. It's something that the foundation was ready to support. And um, it was something that I was more than willing and prepared to deliver on. Final one from me, uh, Craig. Uh, on the podcast with Chris and your King Fisher, the maker of all things good. What's the next decree and does it involve wheelchairs? Because wheelchair rugby is getting a lot of publicity in the last uh, few uh, weeks and months with World Cup uh, coming up. And it'd be good to get a sofa a devil seam under that banner. Crikey, he's making me sound like a biblical character. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think it'd be remiss of us to think that wheelchair rugby league shouldn't be on our radar. It probably will be. Um, logistically and cost-wise is something I need to look into. Um, but before that, I need a holiday. When Kingfisher wants a holiday, Kingfisher gets a holiday. Good luck with all the ladies' pathway. Everything else you got a hand in at Sulphur Devils and... Uh, We'll speak soon, Craig. Definitely, mate. Thanks for having me on again. Um, yeah. Thank you. So that was Craig Fisher talking to myself about the ladies' pathway, the ladies' and girls' pathway. And, and Taz, it's an exciting time. Obviously, you know, young girls have this opportunity now uh, to, to, to go through the levels and possibly, in a few years' time, playing your team. Yeah, definitely. Because when we've been watching, we've gone as a team, like the women watching the men's game, hmm. we've been help out and girls will come up for us and ask for our signatures and photos and all stuff like that. Where do you play? We want to come and watch you. Like I play for such a team and now it gives them that opportunity to try for something as well and be in our positions when they're our age. Hmm. So it is, it's a massive thing to start up. It is. It is, Parky. And, and, you know, it's a vision. He, he talks about, you know, building it and, and being consistent now. It's it's about being consistent, you know, in the years to come to develop these, these young girls coming through. I don't think there's any quick fix, but it's, it's a pathway. And that's the important thing. Other clubs have this sort of process in place. And, and now we have it too. Yeah, it's just opening up doors for, for, for people to get involved in the sport in whatever way. You know, not everybody's ever going to be a rugby league player if you wanted to. You know, I'm, I'm living proof of that. They weren't there. And this, this is opening up them paths and, and people to get involved, not just with, you know, the, the pathway to, to getting into the ladies' team, but also being part of it, being what goes on around it. You might want to take up coaching from, from this. It just it opens up a whole new whole new world for the girls of, that, that follow the game. Again, it's just another sign of how serious the club's taking it. I've said it a thousand times, I'll probably say it every week. I think people thought at the start it was a gimmick or it was just a bit of fun or whatever. This is this is deadly serious. This, you know, this is Paul King had, a, had a, an idea from the start, you know, and I'm sure Blaise he was up with that, but everybody else below that, right the way through the club, he's on board with this. It's how serious it is now. And when you think we're creating a pathway for girls to be involved in rugby league. It probably wasn't that long ago. We wouldn't have had a pathway for lads to get involved. <laughs> you know, so I'm not, you know, we've been nearly 150 years now. So, but we've come such a long way in the last 12, 18 months. And this is just another way of showing that the progress that we're making as a club 
as a as a community as well. Uh, and as I said before, you know, the, the, you ladies now playing are, are the front of that. You, you're the face of that, and you're the ones that are getting people in, in, involved who want to take up this pathway, and uh, and hopefully, the, you know, the continuing success. Yeah talks about the link up with Trafford Metro Vix Taz and, and it's, it's great obviously you know you know linking up with the ladies who play in rugby union gets a taste of rugby league might might like it and then obviously they can develop their game too yeah definitely because it's the same with us training at Roosters kids they start seeing you more and they don't have a women's side mm. mm. so that's one thing that they want to start well, they might want to start looking into, and then from there, if you're new to a game, it might be better off going to a more newer team so then you can just learn the rules and then progress up. I'd do that if I didn't know what I was doing, not throw myself in the deep end. But stuff like that, it's, it's good to see because obviously with lads, it's their forum, like a lot easier than it is. But it's the same with the disability sports as well, like how they've just started as well. But it's aiming in the right direction. Like it's definitely starting something that needed to be started. Like going into like academies and stuff like that. Mm. Be able to like compete professionally mm. and get a wage which most lads will want out of rugby. I think they would have to put a lot more into it because we don't get paid. Like, we still have jobs, we train late, like, that's how it is. But we do it because we enjoy it. Like, we want to be there. But, yeah. <laughs> Exciting times, Park. Obviously, like you say, opportunity sort of later in, in, in obviously, three, five, ten seasons down the line. Who knows where this, you know, the ladies' rugby league will be. Yeah, and, and the thing is, just, just listening there is the fact that, you hear it a lot that, of, of you know, any sort of ethnicity or, or whatever, sex you are or, or whatever, is that you never, for, for a girl, you've never seen anybody like her playing rugby, if you know what I mean. May never seen it. Uh, you you follow what you see, you know what I mean? If you never saw, if, you, if you'd never seen a girl on TV, you know, she'd have nothing to aspire to. You know, this is what we're creating now, and we're, we're giving that, that 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 extra sort of that extra push. And I think for, for us, it's easy for for a lad like me growing up in Salford. It was it was perfectly easy to get into rugby. You know, it wasn't wasn't a problem. There was teams all around me. I, I got to see the you know go watch the team every week. It was there. It's kind of just something I fell into. I I went to school with with. And plenty of girls used to go and watch, but there was no no outlet for him. It was just something they went to watch. Mm. You know, never had any thought of ever playing it because nobody else played it. And now that's just opened up, and it, it's just it's just getting the whole community involved now. And it's it's just massive strides, isn't it? You know, we're we're finally dragging ourselves into this century, I think. And that's and that's where we want to be. That's where we want to be, Parky. After after years of of looking through the window at it all, it's it's uh, you know it's great to be on the other side of the, the pain. Yeah, yeah, it is, and it, like you say, I don't know too many sports. I think I think the development of, of women's soccer has been a, a huge a huge part of it as well, showing that which way that's gone. You know, the professionalism of that now and the the money that can be earned playing that is 
he's something for everybody to follow. Mm. Um, and uh, and now, like I say, I, I was just thinking earlier about you know Paul Paul Whiteside and his girl uh, Imogen. Yeah. She, oh, she loves rugby league now, doesn't she? You know, she she goes on about it all the time. She knows all the players and everything else. Who knows? One day, you know, Paul, Paul didn't make it, but there's no saying she won't. Because of because of what the girls are doing now and these pathways that are being opened up, I'm sure Paul will be listening. Going, she's never playing rugby. <laughs> she's never playing rugby. But uh, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing. You know, lots of lots of uh, you know families take their daughters to the game, and and have never had the chance to play it. And that's there now, and it's it, you know, it's it's good to see. Why not? Mm. She doesn't make it on the field package. She make it onto here. <laughs> Jeez, let's be honest. It's a lot more sense than I do. So. <laughs> Other news, Elijah Taylor banned for one game. Parkett will be a loss for us. Obviously, works hard, tackles hard, captain. Disappointing, obviously, he'll miss a Warrington game. But, obviously, discipline, one of them. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see the incident. I didn't even know it happened. I didn't know it had been reported for it or anything. I didn't, the game certainly wasn't like that, was it, on, on Sunday? There was no, no flashpoints or anything, really. No. There was no... You know, so I'm a bit, a little bit surprised, but been picked up and he, he's got a ban. If so, then it's bad news. But it, like you say, he comes off the pitch and he looks drained. He looks like a broken man every week. Mm. He puts, he leaves. Uh, you know, me and my brother on this conversation at the game the other day. He look, he puts everything onto the pitch. He leaves it all there. And when he comes off, he can hardly stand up. The poor lad. Yeah. He's absolutely worn out. But he does. He gives everything. His defences. He's top-notch, you know, and obviously as a leader, you, you need him out there. And it's another blow for us in, in the pack when we're short of bodies anyway. We could have we desperately done without it, but uh, fortunately, it is only one week, so we will get him back, but it'll, it'll be a big loss for us, yeah. Not, not, not great news. No. More positive news, though. The Frame of the Future game, Catalan at home, tickets for schools, hopefully another big crowd has. Yeah, but that's like when we were talking about getting fans back there, that's yeah. one to increase it. And I know the schools around mine, because I live in Wigan, they get kind of the same treatment or they'll get a deduction taking the tickets and stuff like that when they join into the camps or stuff like that because my mum's a manager at one of the amateur clubs, so she sorts it all. Right. So <laughs> you might have to go and speak to the club and say, you know, this is what you got to do to turn, you know, free tickets into more consistent tickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's a good idea, Parky. Obviously, you know, it's 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 you know, it's proved to be a success. But you've got bigger crowds off the back of it. Hopefully, another one against Callum. Well, we can't we can't fault the club, can we? We no. say it all the time. The, the effort they're putting in every two or three games now, we're, we're having something. You know, to, to invite another section of the community in, and uh, it is a case of how do you turn them free or discounted tickets into people paying full price? You know, how do you do? That's a big step because, as much as uh, I've probably backed it in the past, free tickets don't generally work in, in in the long term. It's a great taster, but people can get you a bit too used to it. So he's, he's finding that fine line, but you've got to get people interested first. You've got them in there, and uh, I mean the Catalan one's a, an ideal one because we know they're not bringing any support. You know, it's it's not great. I think 
we've already have we've already played them at home. We haven't we? Mm-hmm. And we played to lose. So three times in one season, you're gonna have teams bringing nobody to to your ground. That's that's not great. So we need to do something. So why not? Let's try and fill it. Let's try and create an atmosphere. I mean, that one against uh, was it Leeds was brilliant. You know, and kids. To, to be fair, I think they made the atmosphere. It was it was it was brilliant to see. And obviously, when you're winning, it's, it's good as well. So uh, again, can't fault the club. They can't they can't do more than they're doing in, in that way. Uh, so we just got to hope the people take up and and then the kids go home and mind the hell out of the parents and say, I want to go next week. Yeah. Uh, and you're coming with me. Yeah. Other news. Salford are running some special educational needs holiday camps from Eccles College. It's on the 3rd, the 10th, the 17th, and the 24th of August. Taz, it's great, obviously, engaging in the, in the community uh, and allowing you know these these kids to have a really good summer. Yeah, it's open a different variety of things as well. Again, into they've gone from having no women's team, no disability camps, all that to no having a section of it all mm. so I think it it is like very helpful and the numbers in it will rise every time it happens because the word about it will go out and then if the kids enjoy it they'll bribe the mums and be like I want to go again and mm. that's where it all comes from so it's definitely something positive happening yeah other things positive happening park is sponsor a try the supporters trust active spot um, sponsoring activity we'll call it every time Salford score you, you donate some money to the trust and uh, had a good day Sunday sure they're absolutely raking it in uh, <laughs> that was that was crazy 13 tries I mean you don't that's usually what three four matches worth of, of tries all in one game brilliant you see this is it they're helping themselves in that way the club more money we've got to give yeah, I mean, again, another section of the support are doing an amazing job. You know, this fundraising, we said it last year, it was another 20-odd grand won it that they give to the club and try and better it every year if they can. And things like that are certainly going to help. Another 13 tries this week and I think I think we'll all be celebrating. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's surely raised quite a bit of money this week. Yeah, another 13 tries this week, Parky. I'm a ring in Halifax for a, for a mortgage holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I think Cheryl will be happy, and uh, and you know it'll just add to the coffers now. But yeah, there'll be a few people hiding, won't they? Hiding, tell you. <laughs> Uh, other things that supporters are doing is all the they've organised a Saxon Soul Night at the Bluebell. It's on the thirtieth of July. Fifteen quid you can get for a, for a ticket. Foods included. Gets a raffle as well. Taz, so it's, you know it's a great sort of opportunity for fans to go down and have a good time. Yeah, definitely free food. I'd be there. <laughs> what about Saxon Soul is that your kind of thing or or not? Um, I'm not. As long as the like. There's entertainment there. I'm happy. It doesn't really matter what's going on. <laughs> Song is fun. How about you, Parky? What's your uh, musical taste like? No, well, it's Facts of Soul. He's been at the Willows all the oh, time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He's been on nearly every Friday night, I think. Um, yeah, really good bit of soul music. Oh, it was just, uh, they'll get people going. What date was that, sorry, Robert? Said it over. Uh, 30th of July. 
Yeah, no, it should be a good night. Yeah, stacks us all. Not heard him for ages. He used to be really good. Um, Started off with a bit of James Brown. Brilliant. Them were the days. That'd be a good night. And again, you know, these people are doing this. They're setting all this up out of their own time. And, you know, nobody's getting any, you know, getting paid for it. Uh, I'm sure a few of the players will be invited down to... If, if there's nothing else going on to, to come and pay a visit. But yeah, should be that'd be a good night. Yep. Other news, the X3 have a, a sale park if 40% off merchandise. Um, what, what do you fancy? I really like them blackout hoodies. I think they're really smart. I am a fan of the hoodie. There, there's a few bits, really, because the, the gear this year has been brilliant, hasn't it? Some of the stuff they've sold is, is excellent. And uh, I might be looking for a few polos for me for me holiday. So uh, yeah, so if if anyone from VX is is listening, <laughs> I'll happily, happily, you know, advertise your gear by putting it on my back. Mm. Uh, no, yeah, brilliant, forty percent, and it's until uh, I think it's until about the tenth of July, isn't it? This this so yep. plenty of time yet, uh, and the the right time to do it. And all back end of the month, people have got a few quid in the pocket. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'll, uh, I'll I'll certainly have a look. See, unless unless someone wants to invest in the <laughs> invest in us all, Parker. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, we should contact them really. Yeah, free advertising. This this is it uh, on YouTube. You know, we, you know, people will see. Yeah, you never know. We'll so, see what happens. I don't know. I, don't, I think they'd rather have David Beckham doing it than me, but. Or Taz. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ladies' team on this. Yeah. What's well, so obviously, Taz, we, you know, we, we've got sort of ladies' merchandise as well, which is great. Obviously, you know, you, you, you've seen all that. Obviously, you know, what's the, you know, obviously, is it, it's good that obviously ladies have that option now to, to, to purchase ladies' clothes. Yeah, definitely. Some still prefer men's sizing because they're a bit bigger. Mm. But for people like myself, if, I went into a solve shop and tried to wear like a men's small. Mm. I'd look like a child. Right. <laughs> it drowned me. <laughs> but talking about that black hoodie, okay. I bought today. Did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've spent a fair bit of money on there today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there we go, Parker. It's, it's working already. I'm, I'm claiming that. <laughs> I can not listen to it by two, did you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's, 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 some of the gear's really good. So I'd, I'd, I'd get on it now while you can. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But like I say, get on that website. You know, it's all good stuff. And uh, put some coppers back in the, in, in the club. So that's all the news uh, coming out of the club this week. And now we'll look at what's happening in the World Rugby League with White Sides World of Rugby League. Right, well, here is this week's Devil in the Detail Amateur Report and World of Rugby League, I think Rob calls it these days. It seems to change the name every week. White size World of Rugby League, I think he says. But we'll call it the World of Rugby League. And we'll start off with the National Conference um, League. There wasn't many fixtures involving our local sides at the weekend. Just the one, in fact. Division 1, Saturday the 25th of June. It's Mighton Warriors 28, Saddleworth Rangers 22. That was in Division 1, as I say. Uh, the fixtures for this week, Saturday the 2nd of July. 
Premier Division, York Acorn at home to Rochdale Mayfield. Uh, Saddleworth are not in action, but Division 3, it's Oldham St. Anne's against Drillington and Wathead Warriors against Lee East. Turning our attention to Student Rugby League, the Student Tri-Nations England lifted the Student Rugby League Tri-Nations trophy held in Galway Island following emphatic victories over Scotland and uh, on Saturday the host nation as well. So results Sunday the 19th of June, Scotland 18, Ireland 12. Last Wednesday it was England 48, Scotland 12 and Saturday England beat Ireland 46 points to four. So two wins from two for England and they lifted the trophy. So congratulations to the England uh, students. Right, well, moving on, we'll go to the Northwest Youth Leagues now. I've only got one result for you from the weekend just gone. There was a lot of postponements, no results and, and things like that. But Division 2 of the under-16s, it was Shevington Sharks 4, Waterhead Warriors 24. The fixtures for this Sunday, the 3rd of July, in the under-18s Premier Division, Waterhead Warriors at home to Ince Rose Bridge. Saddleworth Rangers face Blackbrook Royals, that's in Division 1. And Roos Pioneers face Salford City Roosters under-18s in Division 1. In the under-16s, a couple of fixtures here for you. In Division 1, Folly Lane are at home to Hindley, West Horton Lions face Rochdale Mayfield, Division 2 of the under-16s, Saddleworth Rangers face Hindpool Tigers, and in Division 3 of the under-16s, it's Salford City Roosters against the Clock Face Miners. Moving on to the North West Men's League, in the Premier Division, we didn't have any results involving our local sides at the weekend, there's not many at all, Division 2, Caddies Head Rhinos 26, Wigan Springview 24, Division 3, Rochdale Mayfield A6, Lee East A30, and the fixtures for this week, there's not so many again, but it's the trophy, the North West Men's Trophy on Saturday the 2nd of July, Salford City Roosters at home to Wigan Springview, and West Bank Bears are at home to Caddies Head Rhinos, so good luck to our two local sides in the trophy, in the Shield, it's Newton Storm against Langworthy Red, so good luck to Langworthy there, and in Division 3, Liverpool Liz face Rochdale Mayfield A and in Division 4 South and East clock face Miners A are at home to Waterhead Warriors I must say in the North West Men's League I think some of the teams in there have got the best sort of names in rugby league Liverpool Lizards that's, that's a belt of that one and the Preston and South Ribble Rabbit oh, that's another one as well I, I can't I struggle to say so so those are the fixtures for this week good luck to all local sides in cup action so uh, we'll give you those results uh, next week well, before we move over 12,000 miles to uh, the NRL and Australia and all the action over there, we'll just have a chat about the um, the Origin game that was played, the Academy Origin games played at the AJ Bell on Sunday. That was after Salford's uh, match against Wakefield. Lancashire beat Yorkshire by 38 points to 20. Cracking game there. And, uh, yeah, some, some real good, uh, good young players on show for that. So finished at the AJ Bell Stadium, 38-20. Congratulations to Lancashire. Well, before we talk about the NRL, let's just have a look back at the international action that happened um, all over the world, really, in the South Sea Islands and what have you last week. Samoa beat Cook Islands by 42 points to 12. Papua New Guinea beat Fiji by 24 points to 14. Lebanon 30, Malta 14. New Zealand beat Tonga by 26 points to 6. And there was also a, a win for the New Zealand women. They beat Tonga women by 50 points to 12. It was state of origin as well. And uh, New South Wales have set up a decider now. They beat the Queensland Maroons by 44 points to 12. Real shot that. I mean, and I think I backed it as 12 to 10. Something like that. A close game. But massive win for New South Wales Blues. And uh, I must say, if you've watched that game again, check it out if you've not seen it. You know, Nathan Cleary playing for uh, the Pen with Pampers and oh, some fantastic players on show there but the fixtures for this week well sorry I'll just give you the other results the other origin results the women it was New South Wales 20 Queensland 14 and the under 19s men New South Wales 32 Queensland 4 and in the women's it was New South Wales 22 
Queensland six. So I make that four out of four for New South Wales. So, uh, so they definitely got bragging rights for after the weekend's results. So congratulations to them. But can't wait for the uh, the decider in Origin three. The fixtures for this week then in the NRL: Manly Seagulls are at home to Melbourne Storm. That is a 10:50 in the morning kick off Thursday. On Friday morning, it's Newcastle Knights against Gold Coast Titans at nine o'clock. The Sky game is at five to eleven. It's Penrith Panthers against Sydney Roosters. On Saturday the second of July, Canterbury face Cronulla at six a.m. The two tele games are North Queensland Cowboys against Brisbane at half past eight, and South Sydney Rabbit Rabbitohs face Parramatta Eels at ten thirty-five. On Sunday, there's an early doors fixture at five a.m. on Sky TV. It's New Zealand Warriors against West Tigers, and St George Illawarra round off the action against Canberra Raiders at five past seven. Well, finally this week, we'll have a look at domestic action in the UK. We'll go to the Super League first. We'll have a look at what went on there. Casford Tigers beat. Catalan Dragons by 17 points to 16 after golden point extra time. That game was tied up at six apiece at half time, and it was uh, 16 apiece at the end of the game there. Um, it was a try for Darrell Alpert with 15 minutes to go that levelled to scores. Richardson kicked the goal, but Richardson dropped a goal in the 87th minute, the seventh minute of extra time, to uh, to give Castlewood the result. So they won the game by 17 points to 16. Hulkingston Rovers are thumped at home to Huddersfield by 38 points to 10. The Giants keep rolling on there. Uh, Will Price got a try and kicked five goals as well. Leroy Kudjo with a hat-trick, so a big result there for Huddersfield Giants. They continue their good form. Salford's Red Devils 74, Wakefield 10. Great result for Salford. St. Helens 42, Leeds 12. That was the Thursday game. Warrington 4, Hull 0. That was played on Friday. No tries in that game. Two goals for Stefan Ratchford. Wigan Warriors 40 to lose Olympic 6. In Bar- Betfred Championship, round 16. It was Bradford 48, Dewsbury 6. Featherston Rovers 20, Batley Bulldogs 28. That was a real surprise result. That congratulations. Congratulations to Batley Bulldogs. They're up to fourth in the table as well after that win. Newcastle Thunder 66, Workington 22. Sheffield Eagles 4, Lee Centurions 58. That result sends Lee three points in front of uh, Featherstone Rovers at the top of the table now. Whitehaven 16, York City Knights 40. And Widnes Vikings 26, London Broncos 22. In Betfred League 1, round 12, Hunslet 24, Rochdale Hornets 32. Keith Cougars continue their good run. They beat Oldham by 62 points to nil. London Scholars 22, Swinton Lions 40. North Wales Crusaders 18 Doncaster 26 and a big shout out to Cornwall they won their first game of the season they won away from home at West Wales Raiders by 24 points to 4 so Super League St. Helens are top they're 4 points clear of Wigan Huddersfield are in 3rd place Catalan 4th Hull 5th and Casford Tigers are 6 Salford and Hull KR Warrington Leeds Rhinos are all chasing really and even Wakefield are only 6 points off the uh, off the playoffs I think anybody can make it in the, the Super League in Betfred League uh, Betfred Championship sorry Leah Top, Featherston second, then come York City Knights, a point behind Featherston now, and Batley Bulldogs, Halifax and Barrow make up the playoff places, and Betfred League 1, Keithley are 11 from 11, they're four points in front of Swinton Lions, the fixtures for this week, there's, there's a game being played on Monday, so by the time you listen to this, this game will have been played, that was Barry against Halifax in the uh, Betfred Championship, on Friday night, Super League action, it's Casford against Huddersfield, that's the television game, on Saturday, Catalan Dragons face St Helens on Sky TV at 3 o'clock, Hull FC are at home to Leeds Rhinos at 3 o'clock, and at 8 o'clock, to lose Olympic play Hulkingston Rovers in the Betfred Championship on Saturday it's Featherston against Newcastle Thunder at half past six on the Hour League app there's a Betfred League one contest between Cornwall and Hunslet on Sunday the 3rd of July Betfred Super League Wigfield play Wigan Warriors Warrington at home to Salford Red Devils in the Betfred Championship Batley 
Bulldogs are at home to Whitehaven. Bradford Bulls face Lee Centurions. Dewsbury, <coughs> excuse me, at home to Halifax Panthers. London Broncos face Sheffield Eagles. Workington Town against Witness Vikings. York City Knights against Barrow. In Betfred League One, Keith Lee Cougars are at home to West Wales Raiders. Midlands Hurricanes are at home to Rochdale Hornets. North Wales Crusaders entertain London Broncos. And Swinton Lions are at home to Doncaster. So that's your weekend outlook for rugby league in this country next weekend. I shall see you hopefully at Warrington for Salford against Warrington Wolves. Take care, have a good week and see you soon. So that was Whiteside Worlds of Rugby League and now we'll look forward to the Warrington game on Sunday. It's time for the So, Salford Devils travel to Warrington Wolves on Sunday. Parker, big game. Obviously, Salford coming off a off a big win. Warrington coming off a, a little win, but you know it's going to be a tough game. Yeah, I mean, it's Warrington, isn't it? Hmm. Uh, a bit of a thing with them these days. Uh, I think for me, the the one thing I really want to see is a is a constant, consistent performance following on from last week. Um, when we went to Warrington a couple of months back, we, we did ourselves no favours. We, we were pretty poor that night. Um, and what, considering I think Warrington only won, I think they've won two out of the last 10 or something stupid, and one of them's against us. You know, we don't want to make it a double. Um, it's, it's a great chance. I know Warrington, like I said earlier, Warrington are going out and signing a lot of players, and they have got, they have already got a decent squad. But there seems to be some... Something not quite fitting there. Something, you know, in the balance. And obviously, Powell's got his own way now. And he, he knows what he wants. He, he's signed God knows how many players for next year. A lot of them players that are there now probably know that they're not going to be there next year. Mm. And like I said last week, I hate that. I hate the whole rule where you, you sign for another club halfway through a season. Um, it, it's just a cla- you know complete clash of interest, really. Uh, but if we're going to get what we're going to take Warrington, this is the time to do it. While they're in a bit of disarray, I watched that game on, on Friday night against Hull. I, I can't say I've been as bored watching a rugby league game for a very, very long time. It, it was dreadful. Warrington didn't look like scoring tries, really. Didn't look like they were interested in scoring tries. Um, so that's you know, it's a good sign for us because we can defend pretty well at times. We, we you know, we've been strong there. We just perhaps let ourselves down and attack, um, but we've proven that we can score tries. So we, we've got to go there full of confidence. And uh, like I say, it's, it's Warrington, it's, it's a derby. You, you know, the lads have got to be fired up for this. Um, I, I'm, uh, I'm quietly confident. Quietly confident. Taz, obviously, you know, Warrington away is a tough place to go, like Parky said. Team in transition. Um, but we're in form. You don't score 74 points at home and then roll over away, do you? No, definitely not. And I think if they keep like whatever they did on Sunday, if they do take that to Warrington, they'll have a massive chance against them. Especially while they're still a bit like rearranged at the minute and boring everyone while they're playing. <laughs> Is this a moment, Parker, in the season that if we win, could be playoff potential there? I don't know. I don't want to think of that at the moment. Um, in terms of, I still worry we're not safe. 
if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Last week was massive. Last, yeah. last Sunday was massive. What a, if, if Wakefield had won and gone, you know, two points ahead of us, we'd have been second bottom, we'd have been in the doldrums. We just lost to a, you know, a team below us in the league. We, we've got, like I say, Warrington this week, Huddersfield, then to lose. You know, it, it could have ruined our season totally. And now we're looking at the opposite way. Uh, I think that was a pivotal game. And like I said earlier, to back it up with an away win is, is exactly what we need to do. To set out a stall now for the rest of the year, for the second half of this season, really, because we're only just into it. You know, there is a long way to go. There are a lot of games to go, a lot of winnable games for us, I think, if we, you know, if we get it right. Um, so it's a big game in that way. Um, it won't, I don't think it'll define our season this week. But going away to Warrington is always, you know, and beating them is always nice. Mm. We have got a, a fairly decent record in Super League against Warrington, strangely enough. Um, but it's not looking at the playoffs. Is I, I, I think I think we just need to concentrate on performance week in week out now and don't get ahead of ourselves. Don't start looking at what what's next. What's you know we just just to win the games that, that are in front here and uh, I, I think. Beating Warrington at Warrington would a massive, a massive boost because the week after the Huddersfield game at, at Magic will be big and, and quite emotional, I think, in many ways. Mm. No bit people say the players don't see it that way. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they like to get one over on certain people. Um, so it is a big. This week could be a big, a big step confidence-wise. Got to play your ear pack in Alaska. Do that. Taz. Do you have an answer to that? Is it when you're playing sort of um, a team and then you play it like consistently upper level every week? Is it is it difficult? And when you play a team that you have kind of a sort of an emotional uh, attachment to, we'll say, against, let's like say, Huddersfield in a couple of weeks' time, who's coached by our ex-coach, who will have coached a few of our players. Um, as a player, um, is, does that weigh on your mind? With me, it did. Well, not so much. It, you rather have a mentality like you want to go out and you want to smash him just to like kind of prove something, or you like kind of sit back and you're like, I'm nervous for this because it's one of them like, if you lose, you're like, mm -hmm. and then if you win, you're like, should have stayed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it is, I suppose, it's it's an emotional thing, parking. And we we look back at sort of the sort of the grand final run and the the run we went on there, beating teams, going up a level in them sort of three, four, five, sort of six weeks. And it's kind of like that thing now where where we're going to have to kind of do that to to reach our, our the playoff spot. Yeah, we've got to play hundred percent every week. We can't have an off day. We we simply get a bit better teams can, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but you know. If Saints aren't at 100, percent but they're at 90, they're still probably going to win a game. You know, we can't, we can't do that, and we we've got to go full throttle now, right the way through the season. That's going to be hard to do with the size of our squad. Um, like we said before, you know, we lost Elijah this week. Mm. Who's in? Who takes his spot? You know, who's fit? Who's it's it's going to be difficult for us. Um, like I say, it doesn't seem like anyone in that middle section actually wants it mm. at the moment. So. Um, th th this week could be 
it could be a massive boost for us. And it could, you know, and it, what it will do is separate us and Warrington mm. on the table. And again, psychologically, that's 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 massive. Because I said it last week, but I'll say it every week while I can. If you say to me, we'll finish above uh, Warrington and Leeds any season, I'll think we've had a good year then. Because yeah. you don't, you're not expecting them to be where they are generally. So... I'd settle for that. That that's that's an aim for me mm. at the moment. So let's just finish above them too, and see where it leaves us. I bite your hand off, Parky, and take to the nearest taxidermist. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's one of them. Obviously, you know, it's it's for me. It's like I say, it's it's a crucial sort of game. You'll look through the season, you'll think, yeah, if we win that, then we go here, and if we don't, then we go here, and it's and it's kind of it's kind of nervous because obviously. Warrington are in a bit of a sort of a transition period. They've got they've got some good players: Gareth Widdop, Clark, Chris Ashton. You know they've got they've got strike, they've got creativity, and it's like you said, Parky. Our team have got to be top of the top of the on the metal to, to get a result. Like I say, lacking of bodies that's another factor, but it might work in their favour a bit, Taz, because obviously if you haven't got the bodies, you're rolling it together, aren't you? We had a period, didn't we, on the season where we played, I think it was Wigan, I think we played Saints, where we were down to the bare bones. We pulled up, you know, put up some big performances in defeat, let's say, but might get the same again, but with a victory this time at Warren. Yeah, the games against Wigan and Saints were really good games. I watched both and you wouldn't have expected it, especially with how, like, Players were missing, um, especially I know Ryan was missing from one, and I I've never watched Salford before this year. Mm. I'm not a big rugby league watcher to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought like who would they actually pull back like, mm. but we still like managed to play, and it's mad how many people actually adapt to the positions. It's not how they specifically play the normal fullback or normal half, but it still works. I'm just glad you've been watching play rugby for two years rather than five or six and watch the, the let's call it in different pharmacies over the early 2000s, 2010s. Parker? Yeah, it put anyone off, wouldn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've been to Warrington before with a broken team, haven't we? We did. A few times and pulled off big results. Mm. You made a good point there, though, mate. The fact that Sometimes it bonds you together. Mm-hmm. You're going in, it's us against the world. Yep. You know, going in, nobody's expecting us to do anything. We've got, you know, broken bodies and whatever else. But, you know, don't write us off. You know, we, at the end of the day, these are Super League players, professional Super League players, and it, it, not to be taken lightly. Uh, and uh, like I say, I'm, I am quietly confident about us. I think if we play anything like we did on Sunday, I think we could shock Warrington big time, especially after watching them. I mean, they, they could turn a performance in. There's no doubt about that. Warrington could turn up and, you know, Powell could have had the whip out this week and really, really had them. But they've had a couple of days extra rest as well, I think, which is ne- never really fair. But it is the way it is. But I just think, when you look at our back line, it's, it's virtually as good as anything out there. You know, and that's about terrified teams. And, I looked at Warrington the other day, and I know they brought in sort of two players into the pack in, in recent weeks, but their pack just didn't—it didn't do anything. It didn't. It, it made it made no meters against Hull. If we can do that to them this week, 
there's no reason why we can't turn them over. So, score prediction, Parky. Obviously, I'll do the weather because Paul's not here. It's going to rain Sunday, so it's going to be big coat or waterproof. Uh, give us your score prediction. <clears throat> okay. 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 Right. Well. Okay. I'm gonna go. Twenty-four, sixteen. Twenty-four, sixteen. Is there a story behind that? No, no, there isn't. There isn't. I, I think we'll score quite a few points early on. Mm. I think we we'll get off to a good start, and then just cruise through the rest of the game. Okay. That'll Paul's do. not here. Task, so it's it's your responsibility to to see if you can get him a Nando's. No pressure. You haven't got one yet in seven years, so it's not might not be as big a, a pressure as you think. Get what? The winner. If we, if we get a, the person, if we got the score right, uh, Paul got it nearly once, but he knew. Uh, I think he kicked his goal, which unfortunately the Nando slipped through his fingers that day. So it's your responsibility now to pick Paul's score. And hopefully win him in Andos. Um, I reckon it'll be like a couple of points between. Like, who's score do I say first? Warrington. Well, you just just give us the Warrington score first, and the Salford score, and a bit of a story behind it, if you can, if you can think of one. I reckon it'll be like eighteen twenty-two. Eighteen twenty-two, and is there a story behind that? I just. To be fair, I'm hoping for Salford and that they will keep up the energy that they had on Sunday. But I reckon they'll still kind of, it'll still be hard because it's away. Hmm. It's Warrington. So it's still trying to get the get win. It. Yeah. But I- I'm going to go Warrington 10, Salford 40. What? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going for Brody Croft hat trick. Well, well, I mean, to be fair, you went for a, a bit of a crazy score last week, and I was pretty close. Nearer <laughs> than everybody else. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. Well, it'd be it'd be it'd be nice to see, wouldn't it? Yeah. It'd be nice to see another great weekend topped off with that. I think it might be close, but. I just fancy us. I just fancy yeah. us. Reds will be dancing in on Bridge Street on Sunday night. There's the as your prediction. We'll be away, won't we? Let's be yeah, honest. Dancing anyway. <laughs> Win or lose. Yeah. Yeah. So a week off for you this week, Taz. Preparing for the big game next week. The big semi final. Yeah. I'm going watching Warrington and Alton on Friday. Oh yeah. <laughs> because they've had a rearranged game. Mm-hmm. And then there is on Sunday, I think it's Woodness and Dewsbury. So we could watch Dewsbury before we play them. That's what I like to hear, Parker. <laughs> Spying on our opposition. That's what it's all about. Getting that edge. Putting yeah. <laughs> the groundwork in. Love it. That's what it's all about. You watch your rivals. <laughs> what you want to do when you go, you want to make sure they know you're there and have like a little pad. Just be like writing little stuff on it. Just oh, mm-hmm. just <laughs> getting the red. Um, the, the semi final. Hmm. Where's it played? It is at our home. Uh, so it 
Father Beak had his head or roosters. Wow. But I'm not sure which one yet. So we got an home tie, semi-final home game. I tell you, that's even, I've got even more confidence now. I thought we were going <laughs> to travel some, like, some random place we've never been, but home game, you know, it's, it's one foot in this final park, eh? Oh, 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 just just checking that. I was just just thinking about you know making arrangements, but yeah, mm. okay, good. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep our eye out for the for that, and uh, we'll be able to tell everybody the next week or so what's uh, where to be and what time. Let the people know. That's what it's all about. So yeah, big thanks for coming on. Tad has been it's been great talking all things ladies rugby with you and and so for the devils. Thank you for having me. No problem. Another great show, Parker. It's been a, another long one, but I know who to blame. Taz. Uh, uh, never shut up once. <laughs> all, all I was going to say was, you know, I'm sure, sure you won't agree. I love Paul to bits, but we had a bit of glamour this week, didn't we? We so, did. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he'll be back this week, though. I'm sure he will. We've missed him. So, uh, yeah. No, brilliant. Great, great to chat. Yeah. Big thanks for tuning to this week's uh, Devil in the Detail podcast. Abro Parkson, you can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITDSRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact, Spotify, and YouTube. See you soon. <laughs>